I've been applying a lot of the black swan methods, but I know I think this is a very uh, useful topic. I've been in leadership a long time, enterprise, software, tech, whatever. But I, you know, I think I heard a long time ago, not from Mandela, but Mandela's father would say the best leader is the one that listens and talks last, right? I mean, that's the hardest thing for me. I've been in managing many, many teams and, uh, it's just very difficult to stay silent. For me, it's like that dynamic silence that you teach. And I'm, I'm starting to use and building labels and mirrors and summarizing is super helpful in, in my life with my family and my wife and my son. But in business, it's that, you know, dynamic silence. Because I think leadership can be learned. I mean, I've, I've managed many, many teams and the best leaders are the ones that are authentic, but know how to really listen. Mm-hmm. Hard to do, but you know, I always, I always try really hard to do it, but it's very difficult with a lot of opinions and egos. But that was kind of my question. But thank you for the opportunity. So it, it does come down to listening. All of our skills are predicated on you listening to what's happening on the other side. So mm-hmm. I say this to everybody all the time: as soon as you up your listening game, these skills will become easier. Because as soon as you're listening at what we call that level three, that why are they doing what they're doing? Why does it make sense to them? What's so important about that to them? Once you stay at that level, especially when you're um, dealing with a group of subordinates, um, once you start thinking about that and looking at it as a puzzle, because as a leader, you're not going to like everybody that you have to supervise. There's no, I mean, it's it's just not going to happen. Luckily for our skills to work, you don't have to like them. You don't have to be nice to them. You don't have to agree with them. You don't have to like them, but you do have to listen to them. So by listening and even just labeling basically how they feel, you're going to open them up a little bit. And the thing is, once, once an employee gets even an inkling that you as a leader actually care a little bit about them, it's going to change their mentality. And when their mentality changes, your life as a leader gets easier. It does. It, it, I mean, it, it, I work with customers and negotiate all the time and everything's a negotiation. You're spot on. It's the ability to this topic is to flip it internally and and, and um, that ability to um, have kind of a label, mirror and label. It, it, it's it's muscle memory, as you said, it's it's perishable if you don't practice. It's really powerful. And, and I can see it in all my internal meetings, too. Um, I just how you kind of want to teach it to others, but you know, you do that by listening and, you know, asking questions or pausing. Um, but again, it's just top of mind, tip of tongue. But thank you for that. And I'm a big so, fan of the uh, black swan methodology. We have that one, here. Of, one of the groups that uh, we, we do a lot of coaching with and they came up with an acronym called wait. Great acronym. <laughs> Why am I talking? If you find yourself doing yeah. most of the talking, just put that that word in there, and it, it'll every time you start to talk, you look down at it, and then you'll start to listen more, and you'll realize how much less effort it took to get the to get the job accomplished because the other person mm-hmm. did most of the talking for you, and then they start they start negotiating against themselves because they hear themselves. And it starts yeah. to get funny to you and you realize, man, if I would have started using this 20 years ago, wow, I probably wouldn't have gray hair. <laughs> if, if I had used that 20 years ago right there, exactly. And 
again, it's learned. I, I could, there's a book called From One to Many. It, the beginning is about me. When I was a manager, it was all about me. And it was, you, you learn. And then it gets to about we. And then how do you let go? And I work with some very senior CEOs. And I think it's really important that this is something you have to learn. You know, this is something that as a leader, you can manage much better and, and be more authentic. And, you know, people would go through walls for you, or in your case, in the FBI, you know, take bullets for you. But in, in business, that is hard to get to. So, you know, it takes practice, it takes a growth mindset to want to get better and better because a lot of a lot of folks who started off today said, hey, they're bad managers. We all have. And that's how we learn to get better. I mean, right. those those managers, he or she, are, they're probably not in management positions anymore because you're never going to get to where you want if you're a bad manager and think only about yourself. But no, I appreciate this. This is good. Perfect. I Thanks. Like I, I always have you're a welcome. saying that uh, how you know you have a good leader is if if the people that work for that leader is willing to go through hell with gasoline draws on for them, then you know yeah. you've done your job. <laughs> Love it. So our final question submitted in advance was, how does one take charge of a team or idea while still practicing empathy? You take charge through empathy. The words taking charge sound very assertive. You know, taking charge, you're going to walk in, you're going to take the whip and you're going to start telling people what to do and smacking them on the head with the whip. You know, that's taking charge. To lead in the best possible way, you're going to, through empathy, let those people feel like they're in charge of themselves, which actually gives you more control. Um, the more you try to fight people, the harder you being a good leader is going to be. Because if you fight them at every single turn about every single thing and you micromanage and you hold them to task and you do this, eventually they're going to start bucking against you. So the way to do it is through empathy, through understanding, through listening, through making them feel heard. Because the thing is, when you first start doing this, especially if you've not been doing it as a leader, when you first start doing it, it's going to overwhelm you because the people are going to be like, whoa, you're letting me talk. And they're just going to like word vomit all over you. And it's, it's going to take a couple of weeks to get them out of that habit because they feel like, oh my gosh, you're finally listening to me. So I'm just going to talk, 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 talk right now. Eventually it'll level off. And then they'll feel like, you know what? I can go to him or her. And, and anytime I have something to say, or anytime I feel like this, and, and then that is actually what's going to give you the control. And the thing is you can't take charge. They have to give it to you. And it's kind of like respect. You can demand respect all you want, but if you don't earn respect, you're not really going to have respect because if you're just demanding it, it means you probably aren't earning it. And so when you go in there and you say, I'm taking charge, when you say that, everyone's like, whoa, it, it comes across differently than you come in there and say, okay, I'm the new manager here. Um, it seems like all of you have some kind of idea about what the best way to do things is. We sit down with each one of you, listen to what you have to say, and um, we'll see where how we can build from there. And as soon as you say that, you're gonna it's gonna strike down, take the wind out of a lot of people's sails because they don't know how you're gonna be coming in. They want to fight right off the bat because they want their way. They want you to do it their way. And as soon as you let them know, hey, I'm gonna listen to everybody. Everybody's gonna get heard. They can stop clamoring. They can stop fighting. They can stop screaming for the attention. And you don't have to take charge. They basically give you charge. Troy, did you want to add anything to that? That's when we talk about trust-based influence. You're yep. building that trust. You're building that relationship. You'll start to you'll start to figure out who's coming in. I, I, we talked about this earlier when I said about the deputy chief. She said people come in and with a problem. 
And she always said, don't come in with a problem if you don't have a solution. It may not be the best, but at least it's a start. That way they know they're serious. They're not just coming in blowing hot air. It's the same thing in this, in this, in that environment that based on that question, you want the people to be able to come in and say what they think and know that they're going to be heard. They don't always want to be right. They just want to be heard and understood. And when you mm -hmm. do that, that, that's going to show that you're a great leader and that the people are going to be willing to follow you. So don't go in there thinking that you have to be the smartest person in the room mm -hmm. and everybody just need to listen to you because you were given a title. A title don't mean anything if the people won't follow you. 